Body positivity is a hot topic these days, and it seems like every time I turn around, someone's talking about their version of body positivity and celebrating bodies of all shapes and sizes, which is awesome. This week's interview, though, is one that might give you a serious paradigm shift with what body positivity is really all about. We'll discuss how to talk to your kids about their bodies and how to truly love yourself regardless of what your scale or pant size says. This week's interview with Ashley Reeves of Ashley's Fresh Fix is probably the most thought-provoking and eye-opening interview I've done so far, and I cannot wait to share her wisdom and beautiful insight with all of you. Okay, I'm so excited to be here in Palm Springs with my dear friend Ashley from Ashley's Fresh Fix. Hi, Ashley. I'm so happy to be here. Me too. This is such a treat for me that we get to sit in the same room. I know. And have this interview. And it's so so. pretty here and outside and everything. It's just so fun. It's beautiful. Yeah, we're here for a conference, but it just worked out that we got to just get together and have a conversation. So I'm super excited about today's topic, but first I want to just get into like what you're up to. And Mm -hmm. Ashley and I met, um, gosh, probably like seven-ish years ago. Yeah, it's been a long time. Yeah. Um, when she was doing this event called Bright Night, uh-huh. which was so cool because she just got all kinds of women together, not just influencers or bloggers or whatever, but like just women who wanted to make a difference and do, yeah. you guys had like a charity aspect of. Yeah, we always try to raise money for a local charity and we just wanted to create something that women could come to and have an enjoyable experience and like bonding it closer together and raise money for a good cause at the same time. It was, it was really fun. It was so fun. And I, yeah, that's where I remember meeting you and just loving you instantly. So I felt the same way about you. Thanks Ash. (laughs) And we've done some fun little collaborations together. We text each other where she's just always someone that I go to for advice. So, yeah. So tell us what you're up to and kind of like the skinny on who you are and what you're all about. Yeah. So um, my name is Ashley and I do Ashley's Fresh Fix online. I have a Instagram profile that I keep pretty active. I work full-time as an influencer with lots of different brands and companies. And it's just been really fun to kind of grow that. And I started off sharing recipes, which was something I always really loved doing. And then my brand has just kind of evolved over the years that I get to have a lot of fun conversations with people. I always say I have this visual that we're like at a big kitchen table with all my followers and friends sitting around and the food is there. I love sharing recipes, but it's more about the conversations that you have over meals with people you love. So I feel like it's really opened up a lot of fun conversations with the people that are online hanging out together with me. And we just get to talk about motherhood and body love and all these things that are really important to me. So it's kind of been fun as my brand has evolved because I definitely thought I was a food blogger when I first started. I'm like, that's why uh-huh. I'm a food blogger. But <laughs> it's been really fun to change it up and just get more in touch with the people that are there and have really meaningful conversations. So now I get to talk a lot about body positivity. I have online courses for helping women have better body love. I get to do a lot of speaking to groups of young girls and get to talk about how they can better love their bodies and appreciate them for what they are. And I also have a meal planning app called Favorites that's really great. I love Favorites. Yeah. Your mom got like me amazing hooked. on it. Yes. She's so awesome. And it's, you know, it's a top rated meal planning app on iTunes and it's growing really fast and it's a really fun project as well that I kind of juggle between those. So it's, yeah, that's kind of what I, the main projects I work on. And I'll say my favorite thing about favorites is that you can like 
plan out your meals and plan which recipes you can like import recipes from the internet and then it just gives you it populates a grocery list which is yeah mind-blowing it does all the work for you and in a couple weeks it's going to send right to a one-click shopping list so then it does the whole process you don't have to do any kind of preparation for meal plan it's just like drag and drop and send it off and get your groceries delivered and I love it's, that. Yeah, it's really great. And I think my favorite feature about it is that if you are cooking for a crowd or if you're making a smaller amount, you can change like the quantity of yeah. like, the serving. So it will automatically like double your ingredients. Or yeah. Whatever. It's so nice. Yeah. Thank so you. Cool. So, it's been really, it's been the longest project ever. We started coming up with the idea over two and a half years ago and we only launched it like six months ago. So it just took forever to get there, but it's something we're really proud of. And we're actually launching it on Android in about two weeks. So it's just moving fast and it's really fun. Cool. Well, you guys have done a really, really great job with that. And it's something that I love and use. So thank you. Okay. So let's talk about this body positivity thing. I feel Mm -hmm. like it's kind of a buzz phrase right now. It's kind of a like trendy thing, but I feel like it's not just a trend. It's something that like, yeah, we've needed to talk about this forever. And Mm -hmm. finally it's something that is rising to the top. So where where did you get your foundation for this? Like, how did you get passionate about this, I guess? Yeah. Well, I mean, I grew up super insecure with my appearance and the way I looked. I've always, I'm six feet tall. I've always just been a bigger girl and I've always had issues with the way I looked. I've always compared myself to my friends. I've had experiences where people have pointed out to me my differences and that I look different. And so I just grew up really always hating my body. I didn't like it. I felt like it was what was holding me back. There was lots of experiences where I was like bullied and made fun of, and I just hated it. But by the time I was 18, I was positive that my body was like the worst part about me. And it was what was stopping me from living what I thought would be the perfect life. If I could just look like this and everything would be fine. Mm -hmm. And at least that's what I thought. And so I just really, really struggled my whole life. And it wasn't until honestly in the last like five years, I've really been able to appreciate my body for what it is and what it's capable of and change my perspective on it. But it just took a lot of work figuring that out and appreciating, you know, really getting in tune with why a body matters and just having to completely restructure the way I think about it. Yeah. But yeah, that's, I just had always struggled with it. And it got to a point where I couldn't do it anymore. And I, when, I mean, there was a lot of different things that happened, but I I had a daughter and that was one of my big catalysts. Like I didn't want for her what I had experienced. Yeah. So what, I mean, Tell us about some – you've written so beautifully about some of these experiences mm-hmm. from, like, when do you feel like that started where you were, like, aware? Because I look at my girls and they're three years old, six years old, and I'm like, I, I don't think – I hope they're not really, like, thinking yeah. too much about body image or anything. But, like, where did that start for yeah. you? You know, statistically, I, I do a lot of research on this stuff, and most girls by the time they're eight start becoming aware. So it's just, it's really sad how young it happens. And that's exactly how old I was. Mm. I remember when I was in second grade, we had a math teacher that she, it was my teacher and we were doing a math assignment and she had a big display up on the board, you know, like the overhead projectors. Yes. And we were doing a graph of like height and weight. Mm -hmm. And she had everyone come up in the class and you weighed yourself and they tracked like your height and your weight, which is so terrible now. But like at the time, oh, that would never happen now. It was like 25 years ago and, you know, they just did things differently. And so they had everyone come up and they tracked your height and weight. Mm-hmm. And I was the biggest girl in the class for sure. And bigger than a lot of the boys in my class too. And really like looking back at it, it was maybe a couple pound difference, like not a big deal. 
because I really wasn't that big as a kid, but I was bigger than the others. But mm-hmm. anyways, that's the first time I remember thinking like I'm the biggest one and that there's something wrong with me because of it. And I was in second grade. So I remember that that was the first memory I have where I just started thinking, oh, like I'm different. Something's wrong with me. I don't want to be like this. And then it just, mm-hmm. you know, spun out into a lot of other things. But that's the one that I can pinpoint being the first time I just went home thinking I was fat. And it's so sad. Like you look at pictures of yourself at that age. I was not in any way, like not even a chubby kid at that point. I was just a little bit taller, but like just the comparison, that's when it started for me. Wow. But I mean, but there are kids at that age who yeah. probably all of a sudden are aware like, oh, I I am like a little bit more, like I weigh more or I, yeah. my body looks different or whatever. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, so that was like an awareness point for you. Then how do you feel like it? Like, how did it go from there? Like, where did your mindset, like, change? And So I think there was just a lot of things that continued to happen. When I got into middle school, I definitely did become overweight. Like, I think that I was insecure about it. And I don't know if I was – well, I actually do know I was definitely eating my feelings. Yeah. But I got – I definitely became the chubby overweight kid. And when I I was doing that, I became really insecure. And one thing that I always – had in my head is I actually had friends. Like I made friends easily. I always had a good group of friends around me, but I was still being made fun of, but I wouldn't tell, but by other people, like not my own friends, they were usually pretty Mm -hmm. nice to me, but I had people on the outside that were like sending me notes and telling me I was fat or calling my house and like prank calling my family and leaving rude messages or. Oh my um, gosh. (laughs) I remember intercepting a note that someone passed in school that was like, you guys, you know, people used to pass notes. Yes. And so it was like, for some reason, I thought it was, that was me. Our version and I of opened texting. it, right? And I opened it and it wasn't for me, but it basically was like, hey, we're doing a hot tub party. And we're, I was in ninth grade and it was like, you guys can come, but don't bring Ashley because she's like the fat. Like this, it was something about like, don't bring Ashley, don't want to see her in a swimsuit or something like that. And it was so rude. And I just remember thinking like, oh my gosh. And it got so, but I never told anyone about that. Like I didn't tell my friends that someone had said that. You didn't tell your I parents? Just, no, I never told my parents. I didn't tell my sisters. And I'll tell, I'll share stories online sometimes that I remember. It's just funny how you suppress a lot, you know, mm-hmm. and I'll remember things and I'll have friends. I'll be like, when did that happen? Like we had no clue. And it just, to me, it was terrible enough that it had happened, but it would be 10 times more embarrassing to admit that it had happened and tell right. people about it because it was almost like I didn't want people to know that there was people who were noticing those things about me, like my own insecurities and calling them out. Like you didn't want to draw attention to that. Yeah, no. And, you know, like I never like had a date in high school, like nothing, like nothing was going good for me, I guess, in that part of my life. And just having so much like depression and just feeling like gross and really unwanted and really, I don't know, I just really always felt like my body was the worst thing about me. And I had one of my really good guy friends said, and I know he probably meant well. And for the record, I actually ended up meeting my husband through him a few years later. So I don't (laughs) regret him. But at the time he was just like, it's just too bad. You're so big because you're like the coolest girl. But just telling me things like you're so fun. Like people would love to date you if you just, you know, whatever. It's just too bad. You're this, this or this, or it's, you know what I mean? And just like those conversations, they really stick with you. And you're like, okay, well, I guess that's it for me. Like there's nothing, there's nothing for me, but it's just, it's so bizarre because I was so smart and I had a lot of friends and I had a lot going for me, but I was so depressed. I could not see the good. I, it was physically unable to see the good because of my body and like the way I thought about it. Yeah. Well, and then I, I have memories too of in high school, I was 
always like the tall kid in the back, you know, yeah. like in all through school, like, you know, sat, like stood in the back of all the class pictures and everything yeah. and was one of the tallest and always towered over the boys. And in high school, people kept saying like, oh, it'll change in high school. Like, you'll love it and the boys will get taller. And I remember in high school noticing that like I didn't get asked out as much or Mm -hmm. like didn't get as much attention as like the short girls who were like the cute cheerleaders. And I remember being like, oh, if I were shorter, I would be more popular and I would be happier. And yeah, it's it's totally different than what you're describing. But it's a lot of that. that. It's like that size thing. Yeah. Yeah, And the like, if this, then I would be happier. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like a really bad pattern of thought to get into. But that's totally where I sat too. Yeah, it's that maturity of, like, you don't really even understand. Yeah. Yeah. So. And then, yeah, so from from there, I just had pinpointed that my body was the issue. That was mm-hmm. the problem. And so when I was a freshman in college, one of my best friends got married. And her mom took us shopping to go get bridesmaids dresses. And there was a couple. There was three of us that were bridesmaids. And nothing. And I at this point, I was overweight. And I was having issues with my body. And I just wasn't taking care of myself. And we went to go shopping for the dresses. And I remember we tried stuff on and literally nothing fit me, like nothing. And there was something about that experience that kind of was like, I am so done with this. I'm so mm-hmm. tired of it. And so what I did is I like air quotes, because you can't say on a podcast, like I fixed the problem. Yeah. And I got really <laughs> like diehard and I just started eating practically nothing. Like I lived on grilled chicken and green canned green beans for like four months. Oh and I gosh. went to the gym all the time and it was not the healthy way to do it. But I lost like third or I lost 50 pounds in one summer in about three months. Wow. And I thought I had fixed the problem. But the thing that's so funny is it was it only got worse. Like my mm-hmm. body image issues only got worse because I had worked so hard and I had lost all this weight and I still could look in the mirror and pick everything apart and feel so gross and feel so disgusting. And even though you have all this outside validation of people noticing that you've lost weight. Yeah. Did you get a ton of attention yeah. for that too? Yeah. And bad attention. And then when no one is giving you attention your whole life and like boys start paying attention to you and whatever, like you just don't make the best decisions and you mm-hmm. do stupid things because you just, you're so messed up in your head and you, I just honestly valued my body even less at that point. And I was, it, it just gets so messed up. And so you get into this place where you're like, okay, well then what's wrong with me? I hated my body you know, at that weight and I hate my body now, like, what can I do? Cause that was what I, that's how I was going to fix it. And it didn't fix anything. Right. And just sitting in that headspace for a couple years, cause I continued to like do things to not take good care of my body, but stay thin, um, being really obsessive, being really controlling, just doing all this like crazy stuff and still sitting in a place where I hated my body and just feeling like, okay, that is that it? Is this where I have to live my whole life? So how old were you at this point? This is probably from about 19 to 21. Okay. 22. Yeah. And Uh, you're at school? Yeah, I was up at college. Okay. I went to Utah State, go Aggies. (laughs) And, you know, this is when I I met my husband and Mm -hmm. we were really good friends for a couple of years before we ever started dating. But once we started dating, I remember there, this is before Facebook and whatever that he could do like a sufficient Google stock on me or anything, you know, like. And he, so he had never known that I'd been overweight before and there was no way he could have known. And I never told him, but I remember we were dating and I don't remember if we were engaged yet or not, but we were close to it. Like things were pretty serious. And we went to one of my friend's houses. I remember she just said, I have all these pictures I want to show you. Like I have all these pictures from when we were seniors. They're so fun. And she wanted to like bring out all these pictures. And I remember feeling like I was going to throw up. I'm like, I don't want just to see those. I don't want him to see those. And I started panicking because 
I don't know what I thought. My mind was just so messed up with my body, but I just thought like, if he sees those, it's over. Like he will, if he could, if he could see what I used to look like or what I'm capable of looking like again, like I just remember thinking it was over and she brought out and I just the feeling in my gut, like I still get like sick thinking about it now. Um, but I just remember being so nervous and she like spreads all these pictures out and they're just some of the worst pictures, like a, probably like a 60 pound weight difference between them. And anyways, Justin saw the pictures, nothing really happened. And I remember we were walking out to our car and he grabbed my hand and he was like, I think Chubby Ashley is really cute too. And it was like <gasps> the sweetest so sweet. thing. And, you know, so we ended up, I was like, okay, this, my head is so messed up. What's, what's wrong with me? Mm-hmm. And it was so nice of him when he said that. And I was like, okay, why was I so worried about it? And but that's honestly, really cool that he had that perspective. Yeah. Because I feel like a lot of guys that I met in college would talk about horrible things like, yeah, like, oh, what's that girl's FP, like fat potential? Yeah. And I just, I would hear stuff like that and be like, what are you, like, that that's is terrible. so messed up. Yeah. But I feel like, I feel like we're getting better, but like that we old are, school yeah. mentality was like, a woman is there to look beautiful yeah. and clean the house and give you kids. Yeah. And that, like, her kind of, you know, point in life is to be like this trophy wife, you know, yeah. to make sure you get a good one kind totally. of a, like that. I feel like that's really old, old, old school. Yeah. That, like, like we're ca- slowly coming out of. But, yeah. Yeah. I used to hear stuff like that all the time in college and it always would get in my head like, well, what do they think of me or what? Yeah. It, yeah. Anyway, but keep going. Yeah. So that's cool that, that he was, had that perspective. It was so good. And it was so refreshing. And like, that's how I knew I'm like, okay, this like he's one he's for a me. Good like, guy. He's great. And yeah. But, you know, and honestly, he just was so supportive and helpful while I was working. So we got married and you're dealing with pregnancies and mm-hmm. nursing babies and all this stuff. And your body just goes through hell, as yes. we all know. Anyways, it goes through a lot. Your bodies go through a lot. So I obviously was still struggling with my body image. Can, like as we were married, having kids and whatever, I still was always struggling. And I just remember at one point, I feel like three things happened kind of close together that changed that I was like, I need to change the, this. I have to change it because it's just damaging. At one point, Justin, I was complaining about the way I looked about something at some point, which was something I did all the time. It was a really bad habit. I would just talk down about myself all the time. Mm-hmm. And he straight up like, yelled at me and he doesn't yell (laughs) he was like stop calling my wife fat like knock it off he was so mad at me and I felt like I'd broken him I was like I broke him he's this nice guy that doesn't get mad and he was so mad and I just thought like yeah it would be so exhausting to be married to me I'm the worst this is all I talk about this is all I obsess about and because that was just in your head it was in my head and I felt comfortable with enough with him enough to say it out loud mm-hmm. and he just got really mad and I was like I broke Justin I broke the nice guy like I just Aww. I did it like and just feeling terrible and and then also finding out I was having a daughter I got pregnant with her she's almost four now that happened and then at the same and not really really I had three boys first who are wonderful but it's just different um, girl, yeah. with how boys approach their bodies and how girls do and I just really didn't want that what I experienced for her and then also the thing that really, really, really shook me was one of our really close family friends got diagnosed with cancer. And all of these things happening at the same time, I just remember like when we got the phone call that she was going to pass away, there was nothing they could do. Like it was stage four. It was far beyond anything that they could save her for. And she had four kids. And I just remember being like, oh my gosh, I have wasted so much time on this. And I remember thinking I had this visual of her standing in a room with thousands of women who hate their bodies and 
talk bad about their bodies and just begging for any of them. Like you only, you really only need a body. That's all you need. You need a body that breathes. That's it. That's like the bare bones. If you have a body that breathes, you can be here on earth experiencing life with the people you love. And I just had this visual of her standing in a room begging, like, I'll take that body that can't have babies. I'll take that body that's overweight. I'll take that body that can't walk. Like anybody just wanting a body that would keep her here with her kids and her family. And I just remember having this visual and just feeling so stupid. Like I had focused on the wrong things for so long and I didn't want that anymore. And it was so, it was such a messed up way of thinking and just feeling like I'm so grateful right now I'm alive and I have this family and I have a life I'm excited about. And I spend so much time obsessing about the way I look. And it just all of a sudden felt so stupid. Like why had I wasted so much time on that? So it was really sad. And she did, she did pass away. And I just changed something about it changed. And I just went to a place where I was like, I just can't, I could be diagnosed with something tomorrow. I don't know. I could get hit by a car. Like who knows what could happen. Yeah. But I didn't want to waste my time in that space anymore. So then it just became about doing everything I could to love my body because I had to, because there was someone, there's, there was one person that I had in my mind, but there's, a million people out there who would give anything to have a body and my body. And they'd be like, cool, I'll take it. I don't care if it's overweight. Like that's the way that I could be here experiencing my life with people I love. Why can't I get past that? Wow. And so, yeah, that was a really long. No, that, out, but. and I'm just sitting here crying because that was so beautiful. <laughs> and what a cool way to honor your friends passing too, because I feel like, you know, she probably would love that you are taking something that affected you so much and helping people and helping people to have that yeah mind shift of wait a minute like what am I here for what is this body for what what's the point of all of this yeah exactly what's like mortal experience yeah yeah and there's so much more to it than what we look like oh my gosh and yeah that's when I just really started doing a ton of work okay I need to do everything I can so what did that look like what was that work yeah you know there was a lot of a lot of reading, mm-hmm. a lot of good resources, a lot of podcasts where I would just try, I tried to like immerse myself in everything that is positive about bodies and people like the people I was following online. I just wanted to make sure that I was surrounding myself with body positive messages and information. Some things that were really, really, really helpful for me is separating worth from appearance. And I talk about this a lot on my platform because that was huge for me mm-hmm. because I always felt like they were so dependent on each other. Yes. And for me, it was appearance. But I feel like for a lot of people, they put their worth on like job status or income or Instagram followers. There's all these things that we tie into our worth. Like they that affects how we are, like what we're worthy of. And really, like worth is infinite. And I believe that God gives us all the same amount of worth. We're born with it. There's nothing that we can do that makes us less worthy or more, whatever. Like we all have this infinite, awesome worth and we can't take things that are subject to change and pull that into it. And so that could be your weight. That could be your age. I talked to a lot of women lately who have a lot of problems with aging. Like everyone's getting Mm. so scared. And I feel like even like our friends, like people our age, that's like the next thing. Everyone's been so worried about like the baby body situation. Mm -hmm. And the next conversation, everyone's like, well, I don't want to look older and I'm going to do this and this. And they're chasing it. Right. And they're feeling Um, I actually talked to this woman about two weeks ago and she was like, it's exhausting trying to keep up with like looking young. And I'm like, I don't want to get, and I don't want to play that game either. Yeah. And I just want to just know that your worth is full and complete and untouchable. Really it's protected in this awesome bubble and it has nothing, all these things that can change like your age and your weight and your 
followers and money and all that stuff like that, that doesn't touch your worth. And just really separating the two of them has been good and accepting that like worth doesn't change, but all this stuff will and should. That's just life that those things will change. They might go up, they might go down. And obviously age isn't going to go down, but things are going to change and being okay with that. But if you can separate them mentally, that was really good for me. Yeah, that's so good. And I feel like too, I've had times in my life where I've had that shift where I'm like, no, this is this is who I am. And I feel like if I can get my girls to just know that and know that I'm a daughter of God, like that's the most important thing. And that's where I get my validation. Yeah. Then they can get through anything if they just know that that's where, because the the worldly validation, even just like relationships, like, mm-hmm. you know, some boy is going to tell me that I'm good enough or some yeah. teacher or a career, like you're saying, or whatever. Yeah. Like if those are the things that are telling you you're good enough, it's never going to be enough. Yeah. So. Exactly. And I think that's one thing that has was really, really important to me too, was looking to God and being like, help me love me. Like help me to see myself the way you do. Help me to see the blessings that are here in my life and not look at the things that are different that I have no control over. And I just think like one thing also that was really helpful for me was perspective. Mm -hmm. And I think being prayerful and being in tune with Heavenly Father and what he wants for us helps us get that perspective. But just stepping back a little bit and being like this thing that feels like a really big deal right now, this like 10 pounds of baby weight that I can't get rid of, it feels like this huge thing really when you step back and you look at your whole life, it does not matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's not it. You have all these beautiful, amazing experiences that got you to this point. You have a whole life ahead to look forward to. And like these little things don't matter. Have you heard the phrase that people say, like, I wish I was as thin as I was when I thought I was fat? I've heard that before. <laughs> no, but that's funny. It's funny. You know, like you see a picture sometimes and you're like, yes. oh, I felt so terrible about myself then. But like, oh, I had it going on. Everything was yes. fine. I just think about that like. And I think about that also with aging. As we get older, I could be frustrated with the way I look right now. I know when I'm 70, I'll be like, 35-year-old Ashley, things were fine. Like, yes. what were you complaining about, you know? That was your prime, Ashley. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and that's where we get so, like, tripped up. You know, we get so obsessed with, like, what's not perfect right now. But when you mm-hmm. really, like, just take a little step back and be like, does this matter in the long term? No. Most of the time, it doesn't matter. And things are going to change and things evolve. And I think when you embrace the evolution of bodies and aging and everything that can happen, it's really a beautiful process. And when you own it like that, instead of being fearful of it and just really appreciating, like, I'm so glad right now that this is my situation. I know when I'm 70, I'm going to be like, oh, things were so great then. And you had all these babies at home. And right now we just want to get rid of it. Like, I want to sleep more and I want to do whatever, you know, but just like really being present and being grateful in the moment is has been really, really good for me. So what do you feel like we can do for our kids mm-hmm. who are inevitably going to go through this? I mean, yeah. even me, like going back to what we talked about a minute ago, we had similar experiences. Obviously, yours was much more like life-changing than mine, but I still went through that yeah. kind of and awakening of like, does, yeah. oh, I'm different. I'm tall. I'm like always the lurpy tall. Like people would call me lurpy and stuff. Yeah. You know, like I was the really tall kid. And when I went to school, like when I went to BYU, I was terrified of gaining the freshman 15. Yeah. So I actually lost 15 pounds because for the first time I was like conscious and worried about what I was eating. So I started yeah. eating like Subway every day, which like there's nothing wrong with that, but I was yeah. eating like way healthier food because I was terrified of gaining a bunch of weight. Yeah, and so then it's like I just was another obsession. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I was walking to class every day. And so I lost weight and I suddenly got a bunch of attention for that. Yeah. And so it did kind of like 
make me feel like, oh, when I'm skinnier, people like me more, uh-huh. which like I never even was focused on that when I was growing up and in high school. And I think my parents did a good job of teaching me in in kind of like an indirect way that like those things weren't that important. Yeah. But I look now and I'm like, I think I just I didn't have that ex- same experience with you, but mm-hmm. I still went through those same uh, like awakening points of yeah. like, I'm this is how my body's different than someone else's. So like, what can we do yeah. to help our girls and whatever? Cause I, I mean, I even look at my daughters and I'm like, I've got one who I can barely get her to eat three bites at dinner. Mm-hmm. She's just skinny as a bird. And yeah. then the other one who loves to eat and yeah. she's kind of more of like a tomboy and super mm-hmm. active. And I'm like, I, my guess is they're going to have different bodies, like yeah. different body types just because yeah. of the way they are, you know? Yeah. So I think a few things. So I think, first of all, one of the things that we can do as parents, and one thing I'm trying every day to be really conscious and aware of is making sure that we talk positively about our own bodies in front of our kids. Okay. So when we're, when I'm talking about myself in any way, I want to make sure I'm talking about how awesome my body is. Like, isn't it so cool I can do this? And isn't it so awesome that my body does this? And also talking, especially to daughters about how great it is to be strong and how great it is to be healthy and how just how it feels. Talking about how food makes you feel as opposed to how it makes you look. Because I think sometimes okay. we say, like, don't do that. Because, and I know we don't say this, but I think it's the generation before us sometimes. They'll say, don't eat this because, you know, like mm-hmm. the moment on the lips, forever on the hips, whatever. There's all these, like, little sayings <laughs> that got passed on. Like, my mom would say some of that stuff sometimes. I know her mom did. And they didn't mean they didn't mean poorly. Like, they were just doing the best they could with what they knew. But I feel like we have all this awesome information available to us now that we know the more focused that we put on those things, the more likely our kids are to focus on them and get obsessed about it. So I think helping our kids realize, okay, food is fuel and this is how it makes me feel. Just being like, how do you feel when you eat this, this, and this? Like, how okay. does your stomach feel afterward? Like, does it feel, do you get sick or do you feel like you have more energy? Just like helping them address how food makes them feel. I also think one thing that's been really, really good for me with my kids and we have conversations about bodies is I just love being like, isn't it so cool that everyone looks so different? Like how mm-hmm. boring would it be if we all look the exact same? Like this person has this color of skin or this color of hair or does, or is this height or this size, but just talking about how awesome it is that people are different and that people look different and embracing. And it go that goes on so many different, so many different spheres for what they're looking for. But just helping them appreciate like variety and uniqueness in human beings and helping them see the beauty in lots of different kinds of people. So then when they get older and they do look different than other people, that they can embrace it and see that as a good thing instead of we don't all need to look the same. My husband works as a middle school principal. Oh, yeah. I bet he has great perspective on this. He does. And so he's always we have these really interesting conversations because there are a lot of people, especially at that middle school age, where they just really struggle with like trying to be like everyone else. They just want to fit in. kids are so mean at that age. They're <laughs> terrible. They're terrible. Like that's one of the reasons why I feel so strongly about like helping these young kids feel good about themselves so they are nice to other people. Because I think even the people that were terrible and did and said mean things to me when I was in middle school and high school, I look back at it as an adult and I'm like, there was something going on there. People aren't that way just because they want to be. Like People like hurt people, hurt people and mean yes. people. There's a reason that they feel that way. There's and something if going can, on at home. Yeah, yeah, there's something. And I don't know what it was, but it's just knowing that if you can help your kids feel good about themselves, they'll treat others kindly. And I think that especially teenage girls really get into the trap where they're, they're mean because they want to feel accepted. And for some reason, girls feel like they fit in if they're leaving someone out. 
And it's like, well, we can be like this clicky, whatever, and we'll leave this Mm -hmm. person out and they feel more connected. They're looking for connection and they're just going about it totally the wrong way. So when I've talked to some young women's groups, I've always just said like, just be so nice to everyone around you. You never know how they're going to come back into your life. I remember there's a girl that I um, went to high school with and I remember people that I knew were mean to her. And I remember even thinking I had that option as an insecure person myself that I could have also been mean to her because I noticed people were and I could have like pushed her aside and whatnot. And I didn't. I'm really, really glad I didn't. Yeah. But what happened is she ended up moving into my ward like as an adult and our kids are friends and we've worked to like she runs a business now we've worked together. And I've I've never even told her like I could have made fun of you or whatever. But I remember people were mean to her behind her back. And I'm so glad I didn't jump in on that because she ended up being a really integral part of my li- part of my life like 15 years later. And yeah. you just never know how people are going to come back around. You never know what people are going through. That's one thing that happens a lot with my husband and it breaks my heart. The story, Like I've honestly had to be like, you can't tell me these stories sometimes that he comes home with. But there's these kids who are getting bullied and these terrible things happen. And they're also the same kids who's dads have left and aren't coming back or who went had an abusive home growing up. And so they're dealing with this at home and it's full and it's just too much. Like you really, you think you're just doing X, Y, or Z to someone. And for whatever reason, like you really have no idea what people are going through and you will never, ever regret just being kind to people. Well, kids just don't think they're not like thinking about long-term repercussions of their actions. They're just doing whatever. I think you totally hit the nail on the head. Like, Kids are just doing what seems like is going to make them cool in the moment. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's all they are seeking, you know, when they're <laughs> 13 years old yeah. is like, this is going to make me cool. This is going to make me the ringleader or like yeah. everyone else is doing this. So I'm going to do it too to show that like I'm not the dork that's going to get pushed around. I'm going to push other people around. Yeah. It seems like. Yeah. You know, I don't know. So No, it's so true. I think they all go through that. So just working so hard to help our kids know their own value mm-hmm. and helping them love themselves and see themselves as God sees them and helping them see other people the way God sees them. Just knowing hey, everyone has a story. We really don't know what they're going through. There's never a situation where it's okay to treat people poorly. And even though it feels uncomfortable sometimes to stand up for people, um, just not letting it get to that point. And it's I, I recognize it's so much easier said than done. But I feel like the more kids are walking around feeling good about themselves, they won't need to treat other people like that. And so just doing the best we can in our own homes with our own kids to teach our kids to love and be kind to other people no matter what and to really appreciate people that are different. Yeah. You know, that's so important to teach our kids. I, yeah, I hope I can do a good job of that, but you're doing a great job. (laughs) Thanks, Ashley. So I want to go back to what you talked about a minute ago about like some of these sayings that we grew up around or Mm -hmm. I have, I'm like embarrassed of this, but I still remember when I did a London study abroad through BYU and each of us had like our little bunk and there were like 35 girls that stayed in the same house. So, Mm -hmm. and then I was in like a big bunk room with like, I think 16 girls or something. And we each had like a little pegboard kind of thing Mm -hmm. next to our bunk where we could like pin up like pictures of our family or whatever. Yeah. And I'm embarrassed to say this, but I found in some magazine, nothing tastes as good as thin feels or something. Uh And I like ripped it out and thought that was like cute and funny and like it was going to like motivate me or whatever with the air air quotes motivate me. 
And I like cut it out and stuck it on my bulletin. And mm-hmm. like years later, someone told me, when I saw that you put that up there, like that, I was like, oh, I don't want to be friends with this girl. And oh. like now I feel bad that yeah. I, to me, it was just like some like lighthearted, yeah. like whatever. But I think like, well, so I want to ask you, are mm-hmm. there things, instead of some of those destructive things that we used to say that now I feel like people are a little bit more aware, like yeah. that's, that's that, hurtful that's and that's yeah. stupid. Like uh-huh. let's not do that. Are there things that you say to your kids or like phrases that you love that you feel like, like, let's put this message out instead. Yeah. I just always love saying with our kids, we're like, if you have a body that's breathing, it's beautiful and it's awesome. Like, because really that's what you need. That's like the basics. If your body is breathing, it's doing what you need it to do today. I really, really believe that God gives us the bodies we need to accomplish our purpose on earth. So everyone's purposes are different. So I've been talking to, there's a girl who took my courses who has, I don't remember exactly the name of the disability that she has, but she's in a wheelchair. She can't talk very well. She can communicate, but it's difficult. There's a lot of things that are difficult for her. Mm-hmm. And I just remember I was able to have a conversation with her because she feels like her same thing. She has these disabilities and she feels like her body's really holding her back. And I really believe that her purpose, what she's supposed to accomplish here on earth, she has the body that she needs for it. I believe that Heavenly Father gives us the bodies that we need if there was something that she needed to do that required X, Y, or Z, I believe that she'd be able to do it. But just trusting that there's a bigger plan and a bigger picture for us. And I like, I look at myself now, I'm like, I needed to be tall for what I do and for the message I share that wouldn't have had the same impact coming from someone small, supermodel, perfect, whatever. Like it just wouldn't have, I get to share this beautiful message with people. And I think it, it, it plays to my favor. It sounds, it sounds weird to say that, but like, I can see it now as such a blessing. It's part of it was like part of the plan. Yeah, for you to, totally. Yeah, and I never would have experienced the things if I was a very average sized small person. Like I just wouldn't have had the same experiences. And I'm so grateful for my life, and I'm excited about my life every day. Like I love what's going on, and I I'm so grateful for all these blessings. And it is because everything led me there because of the insecurities and the experiences. And so I just think like looking at your body and being so grateful for it. And I tell my kids that like, I have a little boy. It's so funny for as big as I am and as tall as my husband is, I have a boy who's actually kind of small for his age. Mm-hmm. And he sometimes will get like, I'm not as tall as my friends or I can't shoot basketballs. So I'm like, hey, you have the exact body you need. Like you have the body you need to do what you're supposed to do. Maybe you won't be an NBA player. I don't know. Maybe you will be. There's short people, but like he just, he wants it so bad. And so just talking about how cool it is that he has the body that he needs and just really playing into the things that are his strengths. And talking about the awesome things that his body does. I always tell my kids, especially when they're like really high strung and stressed, I always just say like, okay, put your hands on your chest. And I just say like, hey, pay attention to your breath. And I always say, how cool is it that your body breathes independently and you don't even have to think about it? Like your body just is taking care of you. It's literally like breathing in and out. And we don't even think about it. It just happens on its own. And I have my kids like sit there and just be like, okay, how cool is that about your body? And then we talk about... I love doing affirmations with my kids. And so that's also been really helpful for them just being like, okay, what's what's working in your body right now? Like you got to walk to school today and that was really fun. And you could play basketball with your brothers and that was really fun. And just focusing on what's good about their bodies and not the parts that don't 
work or look the way they want them to. Yeah. You know, where do you find those affirmations? Like what? Tell me more about those. Yeah. So the things that we just write our own. Mm -hmm. And basically what I do is I just kind of have my kids do like a top to bottom scan. Like, what are you grateful for? Your mind can think, your mouth can talk, like just go through your body, like the piece. Like, I'm so glad that I can see and that I can hear. And, you know, just thinking about your body and the parts that work the way you want them to, your legs can walk. And I have my kids like write them out and they change, they change a lot. And then I've added some things as a parent, like rules, keep me safe and stuff (laughs) like that, you know, that I want them to also just, because affirmations are so cool. And I've, they've been really helpful for me. I do my own and I like my kids writing their own and saying them too. And we're not perfect at it. This is like a couple times a week they can do this. Mm-hmm. Um, usually on the mornings I drive them to school. I have them do that because I have them within close proximity to me. But if they go on the bus, it doesn't always happen. But a couple times a week, they're just listing what they're grateful for about their bodies and what they're grateful for about their lives too. You know, we say like, I'm a child of God and rules keep me safe and my body is powerful. My body is strong. And I love the people around me and I want to, and I'm kind and I'm smart and I'm capable. Like we just list different things and I keep them in my phone. So they're just a little note tab in my phone. So that's been really good. But as far as there's lots of different resources out there for affirmations, but it's really, I think it's pretty personal Mm -hmm. just looking like helping your kids come up with a little list of what they're grateful for and things as a parent that you actually think it's good for them to repeat because the cool thing about affirmations is it basically not tricks, but it helps your mind actualize things. So when you're repeating positive affirmations to yourself in the present and you're saying those things and your kids are doing the same thing, your mind is believing them. And it's by believing them, they're coming to life. Like you're re- when you're thinking in that headspace and you're putting yourself in a place of gratitude for the parts of your body that are amazing, then you can really, I don't know, it just is like your mind over your body. Like you can really not trick yourself, but you can really help yourself believe all those things. Yeah. You're training your mind to think in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. And I need to, we need to do that with our kids. We don't, I don't feel like we've done a very good job of that yet. But they're young. Like I didn't start, you said your oldest is six. Yep. Yeah. That's like, I feel like kindergartenish is about when I started doing that with some of my boys. And yeah, now I, it's one of our favorite things now. And my, I have one son that struggles with ADHD and he'll be the first to be like, mom, I'm feeling really stressed. Can we do affirmations or can I do meditate? Like he's getting more in tune. Like he notices how he feels when we say those things. Yeah. So it's, I mean, he's almost nine, but it, yeah, it just takes a while for them to like see the value, you know? And he knows that feels good yeah. and it feels right. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. really cool. Okay. So I want to talk about social media for a minute because okay. I feel like social media gets a bad rap and I'm always on on the train of like let's talk about the good and yeah so I'm particularly interested in like how we're going to navigate girl well girls and boys but just especially with the body positivity and body mm-hmm. image and all of that like what are your thoughts and feelings with that with like young girls and then yeah you know even like women our age and give me all your thoughts on yeah. that yeah So it's definitely a trend, right? Like everyone loves talking about body positivity right now. And I think it's so good and it's so powerful. And I think there needs to be lots of people talking about it because it's, it's really needed. And you can Mm -hmm. tell that a lot of people talk about it because it resonates with them. I feel like the messaging gets muddy sometimes because I feel like people are using their bodies to talk about body positivity in a way like I, I know some people feel empowered by like, I'm going to strip off all my clothes and post on their because I love my body and whatever. But I feel like it's <laughs> a little bit more personal than that. And I feel like it doesn't, 
I feel like it's when I start to feel I just check myself whenever I'm sharing anything. I'm like, am I doing this to get good engagement or am I doing this because it's a message that I actually feel like I need to share? Yeah. And when I'm reading other messages, I, I just have started to feel like there's a vibe. I can feel like if it was if it was done for a reason to manipulate people's feelings and make them feel a certain way, then it starts to feel icky to me. But I can tell you can tell when people share um, how they came to that point, why they wanted to share and if it's helpful for people. But I do see a lot of there's a lot of people like I don't know if you follow Beauty Redefined. Do you know who they are? No, I would totally recommend everyone follow them. They're okay. Two twin sisters. I actually went to college with them and they have PhDs in body image studies. So oh, they're wow. very educated about it and they have such a good perspective. And they even bring me back sometimes. Like I'll think things or say things and then I read what they say and I'm like, they really have it right. And they're super educated about body positivity and they don't ever use it in a, manip- in a manipulative way. So they they have issues with people just like stripping down on social media in the name of body positivity. Like, hey, this is what I'm going to I'm going to show my body to be body positive when it's mm-hmm. the whole point of body positivity is valuing everything else and not putting the focus on your body. So if you're bringing it back to your body, then of course you want to love your body, but not using it in a manipulative way, you know? Okay. So I, there's such a good resource. Tell me their handle one more time. It's beauty underscore redefined. Okay. We'll put that in the show notes too. They're great. And they, they've been good friends of mine for years. And I sometimes will text them and be like, this is what I'm thinking. Do you feel like this is like the right way to approach it? Right. Am I on point? Yeah. Because they just really have next, a next level way of thinking about it. Because there is a lot of people right now, you know, part of the body image movement is like, accept all the kinds of bodies. And that's great. And that's wonderful. Of course we want to do that. But they're more like, let's just take the focus off the bodies because we're people, we're human beings. That's what it is. Like your soul, like that's what really matters. That's what's most important about you. Right. And yes, we want to accept more kinds of bodies as beautiful, but it's also, it also just misses the mark of the message just a little bit because it's about focusing on the inside, like who you are as a person that that's what really matters, you know? Yeah. Wow. That's really helpful for me to, to understand. I don't think I ever until this yeah. moment have understood really the true message of body positivity. Yeah. So it's like just powerful. not using a body to define yourself in any way. Right. Okay. Yeah. So cool. And helpful too, with thinking about like how to raise kids and how yeah. to, because I wanted to talk to you for a second about, I'm sure there are boys too that struggle with this. Right. And, yes, definitely. And so do you speak differently to, or do you feel like there's different things that they struggle with or that you've yeah. observed since you have boys. Yeah, and- I have all my boys and I have noticed like, they, I mean, they worry about different things so they still are aware of their bodies. Mm-hmm. And so it's a lot of the same things, just talking to them a little bit differently. But I love talking to my boys about like how strong they are. And I love talking to them about how they feel like we were talking about earlier, like how they feel when they do certain activities. Cause I'll be like, how does it feel when you sit around and play video games all day? Like yeah. your brain gets crazy. Like you get really stirred up. Like, how does it feel when you go outside and you're riding your bike for a couple hours? Like just noticing how they feel. But also like, I do have a son that really cares what he looks like. It's funny. Like he'll spend a lot of time doing his hair and I just, you know, he's, he's really, he's really, he's always like, I just need to impress the girls, mom. And I'm like, no, you don't No, You're fine. You're, you're nine years old. Like That's he's so funny. But it's just interesting because I think it's a different message, but boys still care what they look like. You yeah. know, it's just a different kind of thing. And they don't get as, I don't think they get as obsessed as girls. At least my experience with my boys, they don't get as focused on it, but they're still aware. So still taking that time to like have those conversations with them, helping them focus on what's awesome about their bodies, being grateful that they have a body, just like staying in that headspace is really good. And I am also really, I'm really like 
diehard on making sure my kids are not mean to girls about their bodies, you know? Yeah. Like the way they comment or talk about people. I just, you know, my because I have heard one of my kids call someone fat before and I was not okay with that. I was so like, how no, do you no, correct no. that? How do you yeah. teach them without shaming them? Like, yeah. This is I just not how we like, do this. Yeah. I just said, I just said, okay, here's the thing. You don't know why that person looks that way. And so you can't make a call. I wish I could remember exactly what they said, but it was a judgmental comment from my own child. And I was mm-hmm. like, no. And he just was like, oh, I think it was something like fat and lazy. And I hate even saying that, but I think that's what he was saying. And I was like, no, no, no. You don't know why that person. There's a million reasons why someone could be overweight. It's not necessarily that they're lazy. There's so many things that play into it. Genetics and situations and medications. And just like there's a lot of things that could be going on. But just telling I just told my kids like fat is never a nice word. And it's not okay to say it's just as bad as like the other thing. Like there's other things they've said that they're not allowed to say at our house. But just being like if you notice someone looks different, you just don't talk about it. That's yeah. just like you can notice. That's fine. Like there's nothing wrong with noticing that someone looks different, but you definitely don't say anything about it and you don't think badly about them because you just really don't know where they're coming from. And yeah, so just kind of having that conversation of, yeah, that's not a word. That's not a nice word. And that's yeah. not a way we describe people. Um, so yeah. I have another question too, because mm-hmm. I've thought about this a few times and I read someone else's Instagram post where they were very bothered that their babies were being identified as chubby. Yeah. And I love to call Millie a chubby baby because she yeah. is. She has these cute little roles. And I yeah. just, I think it's cute. But then I'm like, I don't know. Am I teaching my kids to, like, identify that? And, like, what yeah. are your feelings about that? With yeah, like- I think, I mean, that's tricky because obviously that's not, you're not doing it in a derogatory way or to be mean like everyone. Yeah. And I think babies are chubby. They have, like, all this extra, like, fluff and it's cute and fun. And I, I personally think as long as we're making sure that it's spoken in a positive way, like, look okay. how cute and whatever, like cute and chubby is fine. I personally think that's fine. There might be people who think differently, but I think as long as it's in a positive way and you're talking kindly, then it's, I personally wouldn't be very offended, but. Cause there's different ends of the spectrum, right? Yeah. Like we obviously don't want to teach our kids to like say these destructive things that maybe were just not even thought about 20 years ago or 30 yeah. or whatever. But then on the other hand, Neil and I talk all the time about like, oh my gosh, I feel like I can't even open my mouth without like yeah. offending someone yeah. or saying something in the wrong way. And yeah. And there's a fine line between like walking on eggshells and always being so worried yeah. about like And of course you like you wanna be sensitive and you wanna make sure that you're not hurting feelings and stuff. But I mean, if it's your own baby and it's something you're saying positive and it's in front of your kids, yeah. But I I probably wouldn't ever call someone else's baby chubby. Yeah. Because you don't know how that what that word means we'll to them, make them right? Because yes. you know, like if it's your own baby and you know you love them and you know you're obsessed with them, that's just like different. But yeah, I probably it's probably not the best call to like put that on someone else's kid unless that word because that word might mean something negative to them and we just don't know. Right. So just being aware, like that's a good point. Yeah. Like yeah. if it's your own baby and you're okay with it, you know, but maybe not putting that on someone else's baby. <laughs> that's so funny. So what is body positivity and like eating and working out and all of that look like for you now? Yeah. Now that you have this really healthy mindset. Yeah. Because I've heard criticism too of the body positivity movement as like Eat whatever you want, yeah. do whatever you want, never work out, don't take care of your body, and yeah. it's all body love. Yeah. Which I don't think is the no. message you're telling me. No, no. So I totally, and just recently have just kind of felt a shift in, I felt like for me, you want to be really careful. You want to make sure you're not using bo- body positivity as an excuse to not take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Because really, truthfully loving your body, you want to take care of it. 
Yeah. And so I've done the two situations. I've done hating myself skinny. I've done like hating my body so bad that I had to fix it, that I had to do X, Y, and Z restrictively and crazy and whatever to look a certain way. Mm-hmm. And approaching it that way is never the right way to do it. You're coming at it from the wrong perspectives and you're doing it for the wrong reasons. Like I hate my body. I want to yes, fix it. Exactly. Okay. But being really in tune with your body and really appreciating it for what it is and wanting it to last as long as possible. Like I don't want to do anything to my body that's going to shorten my life intentionally. Like there's a lot of, you know, things that play that I'm completely unaware of. I don't know what my future holds, but there is some things I can control and being healthy with my body, I think is part of showing love to your body. If I were to just write it all off, like, well, I love my body no matter what it looks like. So I'm going to eat garbage all day long. and I'm never going to take care of myself. I don't know about you. For most people I talk to, I never feel better about myself when I'm eating terribly and not taking care of my body. I don't feel good. Right. Well, not even about myself, but just feel, it just makes you feel gross, period. Like physically. Your body feels sick. And so I feel like right now I'm at a place where I I really love eating healthy and I prefer to, and I really Mm -hmm. love exercising and I prefer to. And I have really found this place lately, just in the past year, where I honestly had to kind of quit all, I had to like quit all dieting and whatever because I was getting so obsessive and so crazy about it. So I just kind of quit everything. I read Intuitive Eating and I really loved that book. I don't know if you've read it, but it's, I haven't. It was really, really good. But part of intuitive eating is, you know, you don't get really restrictive and you don't get really hyper-focused on food because their whole thing is the more you restrict, the more you want something. And so anyways, what I've been able to do is been able to approach it from, I took like a break for a while from really thinking about food Mm -hmm. and, and I had had my daughter and I was done nursing and I just sat in this place where like, I wasn't losing weight, but I wasn't gaining weight, but like I was not at my healthiest for Mm -hmm. sure. But part of intuitive eating is being in tune with your body. And I'm like, okay, what's going on with my body right now? And so about a year ago, I was like going to bed every night with like heart palpitations because I was drinking so much Diet Coke. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm like getting inflammation in my arm. I was like getting tendonitis. I was doing all the stuff that is, those are all things you can fix with like the food you're eating. Right. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it was looking at my body and being like, my body is not functioning the way it should. I'm only 35. I shouldn't feel like I'm like 65. Like I just, things were hurting. My knees were hurting. My heart was hurting, like all this stuff. And just wanting to approach health from that perspective of like, okay, I need to take better care of my body. So like right now I don't eat sugar and I don't eat flour and I stopped drinking diet Coke and I'm, but I'm doing it from a place of like, I really want to take care of my body and I feel great. And I, I feel really good and I sleep better and I feel like I have a clearer mind and I've been able to focus more on like being intentional and like taking quiet time for myself every day and doing all this stuff that's been really beneficial, but it had to come from a different place. In a lot of ways, it might look the same. Like I'm not eating a certain amount of things, you know, and I've done it before in like a really negative space, but coming at it from a place of, I want to take care of my body. I love my body and I care about it. That's been completely mind changing. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's really so healing for me to be taking care of my body from a place of love and wanting it to last, like wanting my body to last as long as it can and doing everything I can in my power. Cause there's a lot I don't have control over, but I can control what I eat and how I'm treating my body. So it does matter to me, like eating healthy matters to me because it's something that I know I can take better care of my body. That's one way I take care of my body. And I have body love is by taking better care of it, but it took a while yeah. to get to that point, you know? But that's, that totally resonates with me because I feel like the most successful I've been with, like, eating 
the types of food that I want to eat yeah. is coming from it, like you said, in a positive angle. Yeah. Like, how do I take better care of my body? How do I put things into it that are going to make me feel better? Totally. And so for women who feel like I'm just always chasing, like, the next, like, best thing or diet or mm-hmm. workout program or looking better, like, where do you feel like – where would you give someone advice like that where they're like, I just – you know, how do they know that like, okay, this is, this is the right space for me to be. Yeah. I, I really do recommend a lot of people read the intuitive eating book because it was really good for me to like, just become aware of how crazy I'd gotten Mm -hmm. because I had done all these diets. I had, I had done literally every diet under the sun, like everything, (laughs) like they're listing all of them. Like, yes, 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 yes. I've tried them all. And, but just realizing like, it's a, I think it's a $60 billion industry. The diet industry is, if I remember from the book correctly, Wow, it's this massive industry and losing weight, being healthy is as simple as like eating less junk. Like mm-hmm. it's really not that big of a mystery, like how to lose weight. You just eat healthier and you exercise more. That's really mostly what you need to do. But it's this huge industry because people are looking for shortcuts and people are looking for all these other ways they could do it. And people become so obsessed. So the book was really good for me to just kind of break up with dieting in a way. But then also I just needed something a little bit more than that. And I needed, I needed the approach of, okay, if I'm really in tune with what I'm eating, cause there's a lot of people who intuitive eating has brought them a lot of food freedom and they eat more, which is wonderful. Like there's people have lots of different eating things all over the place. Right. Yeah. And so for them, it's been good. But for me and for my situation, it was a super prayerful thing. I was like, what do I need to do? Mm-hmm. I personally cannot have free reign of any food I want. It's just not good for me. Like I don't eat well in that situation. Right. And so being prayerful is like, I need to just be eating stuff. I think a lot about the intention of food. It's, it sounds deep and weird, but I think about weird. I think about what's the intention of food. Yeah. And when I look at like Oreos, what's the intention of Oreos to me, right? Oreos wants money, right? They're a product. They're like hyper processed with tons of sugar and tons of garbage because if they can put something in it that makes me want it more (laughs) like that's like that's like oreos wins in that situation right yeah so when i look at food i'm like fruits and vegetables and things that are here that god gave us on the earth i'm like no one's winning that was like something given to us like Mm -hmm. that's the food that we were we were meant to have and that's literally given to us like it's just here on earth like there's no i mean i know people make there's farmers or whatever making money but so i start to think about like fast food like that. I'm like, they're literally making money off me by making it more addicting and like putting all this stuff in it. That's going to make me want more of it. And just thinking about food, like what's who's behind it. And if I kind of feel like if God's behind it, that's good food for me. And if there's (laughs) some like big, huge company behind it, then I start to think like, I'm probably being manipulated here somehow. Okay. I've never thought of it that way. That's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And I think what you're saying about just doing a gut check of like what feels right and what feels like this is putting me yeah again back to that like healthy headspace because I also felt like I haven't read the book and I need to read that, mm-hmm. but I don't do as well if it's just like, oh, just eat whatever you want and yeah. try to be healthy. Like yeah. that wasn't working for me. And yeah. Doing macro counting this year, like since we've been doing it since January, has helped mm-hmm. me to be like, I can still eat what I want, but I, yeah. but this helps me to see and be like, yeah. aware of, oh, what kind of food am I putting into my body? Totally. And if I'm trying to eat a certain amount of chicken or a salad, that's going to fill me up and make me feel a lot better yeah. at the end of the day than eating something that's just like, 
quick and easy yeah. and not as good for me. Yeah. So. And I think that's part of the process is just figuring out what is good for you because mm-hmm. every everyone's situation is so different and what works for one person isn't always going to work for the next so person. True. And it, it's re- it sounds cheesy, but it's really like a super prayerful thing for me. Like I have yeah. to be like, I pray a lot about what I should and shouldn't be eating because I just don't completely trust myself to just make those decisions because it's gotten me into trouble in the past. So yeah, that's kind of how I come at it. That's And that's what works for me and it's different for everyone, you know? Yeah. So what can we do to help our kids the most? Like what do you think is, you know, just to get better about this and to give them the best shot for being, you know, particularly with girls, like being women who when they go to college, like they, and they're suddenly not under our influence anymore. Mm -hmm. That's what I think about the most is like, how am I going to give them the best shot of just being really having a healthy image of like body image? Yeah. I think obviously we just have to do everything we can while we have them with us to set really good examples and be the person that we, like, we really have so much power with our kids when they're in our homes to show them a good example Mm -hmm. and to show how much we love and appreciate our bodies and having those conversations as much as we can. And also like letting them have frustrations. I feel like it's very normal for girls to get frustrated with their bodies and letting them feel comfortable enough with you to talk about it. Like, Hey, I'm feeling frustrated with this. And so you can have those conversations and be like, that's not what matters. Like that, you know, just like helping them focus on what Mm -hmm. does matter and what's awesome about their bodies. And I think helping them come back to a place where they see they see the value in themselves like God, that God sees in them and helping them really value that perspective and that eternal perspective more. Just I feel like the communication is so important and having a way if you're talking about it and then they're feeling comfortable that they can talk to you about your body and you can even I mean, I feel like you could even have conversations with your kids where you could say, I, what, I used to be really frustrated with this too. This is something that really used to bother me. And then X, Y, and Z happened, and I felt like this was a better use of my time. And mm. really helping kids value their bodies for what they are. And really, really, I think that's where the affirmations are so helpful too, like helping them pay attention and focus on the things that are working and that do the things they need them to. And just being like, oh, how cool is it that you got to ride your bike to school? Like just all those things, just focusing on the good and I mean, I know I said this earlier, but really just being kind and appreciating the variety, like just really helping them focus and being grateful that there's a variety of people. And then as a woman, like as a mom, when you're like, I'm picturing myself like what it feels like right after having a baby and you're looking at your body going like, oh my gosh. (laughs) Yes. And like, what advice would you give like a mom who is looking at themselves in the mirror for the first time, like six weeks after having a baby, like how did how to be kind to themselves and how to be careful about what they're saying in front of their kids and yeah. all of that. I mean, it seriously is the most beautiful thing. And I know I remember hating hearing that when I was really, really struggling with like postpartum bodies because there's a lot mm-hmm. going on. But I feel a little bit I'm not super removed from it. My daughter is almost four. But now I just like, oh, my gosh, that was the most amazing time. And like really trying so hard. I feel like do everything you can to stay in the moment with your baby because it really goes away. Like it go, we all fast. know that, right? It goes so fast. Yes. I'm not having any more kids and I still get depressed about it sometimes because I just like, oh, it'd be so fun. But just really try. And I know it's so much easier said than done. And I know people have said this a million times before. It's nothing new. But trying to sit in a moment of gratitude, like how awesome. I just remember I had... When, when I was having babies, 
both sides of our family, my family and my husband's family, I had sister-in-laws that were all struggling with infertility. Mm. And I just remember it was a blessing because I really couldn't sit in a space too long where I was hating on the way my body was because I was like, they would kill for this. Like, yes, they would do anything to be able to have this experience. And so I just think like, really, it's I know everyone says, oh, the time is fitting, whatever, but it's so true. And I just I wish I could do that again. I really do. And it's just it's the most beautiful, amazing thing. And it's what our body it's like the most amazing experience it's so cool and just try to think it's so temporary and it absolutely gets better and things change and like you're I mean you never get your body back but embracing the evolution of your body like how amazing is it but my body got me to this point and I was able to like literally create a human Mm -hmm. and how many women would have given anything to experience this and I'm not gonna get caught up on like my jeans don't fit right now. Yeah. You know, it just seems so trivial. Like when you really pull back at the miracle of everything, but like embracing the evolution is what I always tell myself, like embrace the evolution. Things change. Just yes. like get on board with it's it and so get excited quick. about it. Yeah. yeah. Did you listen to Joanna Gaines speak? Yes. A couple of days ago. Oh my gosh. She does such a good job. I was and like, should part, I have another beat? <laughs> well, and that part where she talked about how like nursing crew at first, she was like, I'm going to multitask. I'm going to like do emails yeah. every time I need to feed him. And then she was like, I, and she said in January, and her baby and mine are almost the same age. Yeah. And she said in January, I decided I'm just going to put the phone down and I'm just going to stare at him. Yeah. And I just like, and I've had a lot of those moments too. I haven't like completely decided I'm never going to look at my phone when I'm nursing my baby. But yeah. I've had a lot of, because she gets distracted. She sees this, the glowing screen and she like yeah. pulls away and looks at it. Like, what are you looking at, mom? You know, yeah. even if I'm just reading my scriptures, which is oftentimes yeah. what I try to do, but I've tried to just put it away and just look at her. And I I do, I catch myself in those moments of like, this might be my last baby. We're not sure if it yeah. is or not. But if this is, like, this might be one of the last times that yeah. I ever get to do this. And yeah. It just like, and now I'm going to cry. Like, it it is such a beautiful yeah. thing that you get to do as a woman. Like, you know, and it, it doesn't matter if you breastfeed or not, um, no. but just like being a mother and being yeah. and having this like physical experience of like loving a little tiny human who's, yeah. you know, so dependent on you. And yeah, she did such a great she job. She really did. She, I, I totally started crying when she yeah. said, you know, she shared that experience because I was like, yeah, we just, don't appreciate things in the moment a lot yeah. of times and we, like we're always looking for the next thing and like yeah like you said in the beginning like oh when I finally can sleep again or when uh-huh. my kids are at this point or whatever and it's like I think we are going to look back when we're 70 yeah. something and be like what like why didn't I appreciate why didn't I appreciate it, it? why didn't I like scoop them up and hold them and yes. that's one thing that I've done like I just because I do work more now than I have in a long time and that's one thing I just was like, I'm laying down with my kids every night when they go to sleep. Like I used to be so like, go to bed. I don't want to. Like I just would send them all to bed. But right now it's like one of my favorite things to do. I, it takes me like two hours to get all my kids to sleep. But I love like 20, 30 minutes with each kid just like laying down by them while they fall asleep. And it's my mo- my mother-in-law, not my mother-in-law, my sister-in-law was like, that's such a horrible habit to get into. I'm like, I just really like it right now. And it's good for me and it's good for them, you know, just because there is a lot going on in our family, just as they're getting older and whatever. But it really, it just goes so fast. It's it's insane how fast it goes. And it's yeah. just like you blink and it's it's so, I know everyone says it, but it's so true. Yeah, It's so crazy and it's just a blessing. And I just want to like soak it up the best you can. But I know like 70-year-old, Ashley would look back at me now and be like, 
what are you doing? Why are you so worried about X, Y, and Z? Like, this is actually what matters. Like, those kids are going to grow up so fast and be out. And yeah, I just don't, I don't want to have those regrets. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What's your greatest hope with all of this, with, you know, the body positivity? For someone listening to this, what do you hope that they walk away and learn? If there's one thing that they remember from everything, because you have so many good things to share with us. I just... I know I said this earlier, but I'll just say it again because I feel like it's the thing that I just repeat to myself over and over that always helps me. But your body, no matter how many parts don't look or work the way you want them to, is the only way you can be here experiencing your life and fulfilling your purpose. And so just being grateful for it because really it is the you need a body to be here. That's like how you're here with your family. And even though there's parts that don't work or look the way we want them to all the time, just being grateful that you have a body that's breathing today. You don't know what tomorrow will bring. And so just really having gratitude and being grateful that you get to experience a life in a body right now is the most important thing. And if you can just focus on that and not on all the negativity that can surround us and get into our brains, but just really being grateful, like, hey, today, right now, I have a body and I'm here with people I love and I get a chance to like make goals like just everything that's so exciting about living a life like building things and raising kids and experiencing like travel there's all this fun stuff you can do even just the day-to-day life is an enjoyable experience if you're just focused on the things that you're grateful for and not so obsessed with the things that aren't working or looking the way you want them to yeah that's beautiful thank you so much and thanks for sharing all of this wisdom with us and just i really i've had a lot of like total paradigm shifts in just this one conversation. Oh, so thank you. I love talking with you. It was so fun. Thanks, Ash. So where can people find you? Um, I'm usually on Instagram, Ashley's Fresh Fix. And yeah, that's the best place. Instagram cool. is usually the best. Yeah. Okay. And you have courses too, if people yeah. want to do a deeper dive into some yeah, of this Yeah. I have a 10 days love. to better body love course and it's a video course. You get a video. It's about a 10 minute video every day for 10 days. And it has a full workbook that goes with it with lots of different exercises you can do to get to a place. Um, where you can appreciate your body more and love more. I'm actually working right now on a course specifically for teens. Cool. Um, and it's going to be all through texting. So oh, wow. I'm kind of excited about that just because like which teens open emails. Yeah. <laughs> so I like that was the list I learned from my husband. Like everyone texts. So yes. that's going to be hopefully in the next uh, probably two months. Cool. So that's coming out too. That's really exciting. Yeah. And they can find that all that from will, your Yeah, Instagram. that will be on my Instagram. Yeah. Ashley's Fresh Fix. Yeah. Okay. Thanks so much, Ashley. Yeah, thank you. Thanks so much for listening to Mint Arrow Messages. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Mint Arrow. Subscribe to our Apple Podcasts and rate and review us if you like us. And to get show notes, go to mintarrow.com slash podcast. And you can even sign up to get show notes emailed right to your inbox. And we'll email you every time there's a new episode.